Welcome to the fifth edition of KeyCast, news, discussions and insights from Key Pharmaceuticals, one of the fastest growing CDMOs in the world today. In this episode, Maureen McArdle and Audrey Vardy from Key Pharma discuss what is involved in a typical pharmaceutical development for clinical trials and what differentiates Key Pharma from other CDMOs. So hi everyone, welcome to another Key Pharma podcast. My name is Audrey Vardy and I'm part of the BD team here at Key and today I have the pleasure of talking to my colleague Maura McArdle about Key Pharma's formulation and manufacturing services. So Maura, I wonder just before we start, would you be able to just give us a quick introduction? Yes, uh, as you said, my name is Maura McArdle um, and I am Head of Business Development at Key for formulation development and GM manufacture of our core business which is everything outside of the live biotherapeutics so live biotherapeutics is a niche area for key and I I won't cover that today I have colleagues who very much focus on that side of the business so um, yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing your questions Audrey. Great so Laura I very much come from a DMPK and toxicology background so I was just wondering could you help me just to start off by summarising the data that a, a CDMO um, like us would typically need before we would kind of go into anything involving kind of pre-formulation. So it's sort of take me back to the very beginning, if you like. So um, if you were coming to us uh, with, a, with a project, I guess the first question we would have is, is what is the molecule type that you're looking to develop into a drug product? So Typically, we would work with small molecules, both new chemical entities and existing generic molecules where the client is looking reformulation, uh, maybe for a different dosage form. We have worked with peptides. So really, the first, the first question to ascertain is if, if we can help you is, you know, what is is the molecule type. Then I'd, I'd like to know what are the actual services that you require from Key? Is this just a, a formulation development project uh, with no GMP manufacturing attached? Or are you looking for us to take your molecule, do a formulation development and move into GMP manufacturing for clinic? And if so, you know, at what scale or phase? You know, is this the first time the product has been uh, formulated into a drug? Is it a reformulation project uh, where we're using an existing API or is it a, a new chemical entity? And is it, a phase, is it a project for phase one, first in man, or are you looking to uh, go into phase two and you've already done some formulation work? I'd also like to know a little bit about your timelines. When do you sub- plan to submit your, your IMPD or your, when do you plan to submit for your commercial license? Or, and also, when, when is the first dose in clinic? And with those timings, we can kind of work backwards um, and, and find a, a schedule that will allow us to, to meet your requirements in time for, for your, your overall plan. That's great, Maura. So is that everything that you would need at that stage or is there anything else that you might be, it might be useful to know? Yeah, Audrey, actually, it would be great to know as much information as the client has on the molecule at that stage. So physical chemical properties, anything you have on the solubility 
of the molecule, any analytical methods at that stage. What is the indication that you're going for? What is the modality? Also, can we handle the compound? What is the OEL PDE value? Do you have a safety data sheet? And that would help us with our risk assessment. What is the, the dosage strength that you require? Um, and how many dose dose strengths would you like? So all of that information is very helpful for us to come up with an approach in, in the proposal that we will send to you. You know, if you have a preferred dosage form, what's the target product profile for your drug? Perfect. So with all that information on board then, I know probably no project is typical, but could you broadly kind of walk me through the stages of, of what a project might might look like? Sure. So the first thing would be, the first stage is, is always project initiation. Um, and that's really just to get us set up. So that takes a few weeks. Uh, and that's where our project team review all of that information that, that I've just outlined that we would like. We take all that, have a good look at it. Uh, we do uh, health and safety, a, a risk assessment uh, of the project. Uh, we order all the consumables, the columns, the excipients, etc. Once all that's in place and we're ready to go, probably the first thing we get stuck into is the analytical development. And we can do that as soon as we receive the API from the client. The analytical development will be ongoing in parallel with some of the early stages of the project. And I guess the first one would be pre-formulation studies. So that would include excipient compatibility, where we look at uh, a range of excipients that are uh, in line with the type of dosage form that we're probably, or dosage forms that we might be looking at. We may also do some solubility studies on the API, depending on how much information the client has come to us with. Other pre-formulation studies that may be relevant to the development could be sort of bulk and top density, powder flow, particle size distribution, this type of thing. The next step then, once we have those studies in place that tell us even a, a little bit more information before we move into formulation development. So this is where we would um, again look at the, the target product profile uh, of what you're trying to achieve married with all the other information that we've either been given or gathered to date. Um, and that would inform what type of drug product we're trying to develop. Uh, and using our, our experience, then we will go ahead and develop a number of prototypes. And we may go down one specific technology route, or we may try a few. Uh, and those prototypes would then go down on accelerated stability um, and that would allow us to select a lead, a lead prototype and usually a backup as well. So we have a lead and a backup formulation coming out of formulation development. Once we have that, we can then move to uh, sort of a scale-up slash feasibility uh, batch manufacture. And this is to give us, um, it's, it's almost like a dry run before GMP. And the information that we gather uh, from doing this manufacture uh, at scale and at the same technology as we're going to use in GMP allows us to write the GMP documents required before we go into GMP. And the product that is produced from this non-GMP batch manufacture 
are used or put down in stability. And the data generated from that stability is usually used in the IMP package uh, to submit or, or whatever submission that you're looking for, whatever license you're looking for. The data from that non-GMP yield manufacturer is, is used. And maybe depending on, on the client's approach to, to risk or, or decision that would be had between ourselves and the client, you could use maybe between one and, and, and three months data from that um, stability generated before you move to GMP manufacture. Going into GMP manufacture then, that's you're, you're going to need GMP API. So we can quite often, it just depends on the client, we can work with non-GMP API for everything up until GMP. But once we get to the GMP manufacture, we obviously have to have GMP um, API. Um, in the vast majority of cases, it would be the GMP API that would be used in the feasibility batch as well. Once we have manufactured the drug product under GMP, it is fit for use in clinic. It, it, it is allowed to be used for human consumption uh, once it's been tested and released. We can also package that product under GMP for clinic at key. Some of the product that is produced at GMP will go down on ICH stability. And that stability study is usually ongoing for up to three years. Later on, the client may come back to us and ask to do repeat GMP manufacturers for uh, the requirements for further chemical trials down the line. That would cover a typical project at a fairly high level, so sort of almost regardless of the, the drug product or the, uh, the dosage form. Hopefully right. that gives clients a, a good outline of what to expect. Absolutely. That's great, Maura. Thank you very much. So you touched there actually on um, sort of dosage forms and you mentioned um, throughout the different stages that it's you know quite dependent on the dosage form um, that the client's looking to, to develop. So in terms of um, the dosage forms and also the, the scales at which Key can, can offer, could you maybe just give me a little bit of an overview of, of, of those for me? Yeah, so I would say what we can manufacture at Key. So our capabilities for GMP manufacture are oral dosage forms, which include powders, tablets, capsules, uh, lipid fill capsules, also oral liquids, suspensions, solutions. Uh, we can manufacture uh, topicals at a small scale, uh, and that would be what we can do for GMP. We can also offer formulation development of injectable slash sterile products but we have no sterile capabilities for full finish. So we've, we've done this very often in the past where we've done the formulation development of an injectable product and then the client has taken that formulation and given it to sterile full finish company and they manufacture the product for clinical commercial. So to give you an idea of scale, at solid oral dosage forms, we can do around 30, 35 kilo, 40 kilo scale. We can go up to maybe 100 kilo scale if we combine uh, batches um, it, it depends on the, the technology involved but we're really a pilot scale sort of phase 2b small phase 3 scale uh, for liquids our largest uh, vessel is 200 liters so a batch size of approximately 150 liters we can go up to about five kilo scale so it'll be sort of a phase one great maura thanks so you mentioned there um 
certainly with the steriles that we can do the formulation development, but then um, we would sort of then outsource or, or, or hand over the GMP manufacturer. So could you just talk me through a little bit of how these two different um, areas of the business differ really? Formulation development and GMP manufacture. Yes, yes. So what's, uh, you know, we can obviously we can do one, but not the other. So, um, you know, just if you could just talk me through um, a little bit of the difference between those two, um, those two kind of processes, then that would be that would be really helpful for me. Okay, so formulation development is experimental work. Where you are developing a new drug product through experience if you think of the excipient compatibility to build up data, you've got your data that you've already built up with solubility studies, etc. You choose your most likely approach. You manufacture uh, a number of formulations for prototypes. You take those prototypes, you put them on accelerated stability, and you pick a lead and a, and a, and a backup. So that's a procedure, really. And that's typically done at bench scale, on the bench, as you can imagine, to non-GMP, that's really your feasibility, but that's really your, your preparation for your GMP. What makes GMP manufacture a very different part of the business than formulation development is you are manufacturing a drug product for human consumption that is most likely going to go into patients who are often very ill. So the overriding concern is safety, um, and that's why... You have to be licensed to do GMP manufacture and there's a lot of considerations in place to ensure that safety under GMP manufacture. So formulation development, experimental work, developing the drug product, GMP manufacture, producing a drug product fit for patients. And, and, And that's really the difference. The reason we can't do injectables because to inject any product into the bloodstream, it must be sterile. And we do not have any sterile capabilities in key. Great, Maura. That's really helpful, actually, just to explain the distinction there. So, So up to this point, we've been talking about GMP manufacture really with an, an aim, I guess, to go into clinical trials. But um, can we also go that little bit further down the, the road and can we support a commercial supply of product? We can. Uh, we have done and we, we do manufacture commercial product at Key. The first thing is it needs to be the right scale. Key as a business is not committed to becoming first and foremost a commercial manufacturer that is not our strategy. That is not our, our raison d'etre. However, we can manufacture commercially at a scale where, as a, at the scales that I've already outlined. Um, so that would be for a pilot scale, orphan type drug, small scale commercial production. Pediatrics is a, is a good example of where that might fit. Where we've done it in the past is where we have done the formulation development of the product. Uh, and we've had a lot of experience of a product uh, uh, between ourselves and the client. We've discussed it and it makes sense to hold on to the manufacture of that product through into commercial and beyond rather than tech transfer it because we have the capability, we have the capacity um, and we have the experience of the drug. Uh, so when both ourselves and the client 
open, honest, transparent uh, conversation about what's involved. Uh, and things look like they, they, it makes sense for us to hold on to it, then, then we can do that. Perfect. Okay, well, I think, that Maura, that's given me a really um, nice overview into our formulation development and our GMP manufacturing capabilities and really how we, how we approach things as a, as a company. So really, if I was a, a client um, sitting on the other side of the fence, then why would I come to Key, Key Pharma? What would be the, the best thing about coming to work? Okay, so um, for sure, there, there are a lot of different CDMOs out there, and they all have their, their individual strengths. And what I find, clients that appreciate Key's approach, what they appreciate m- most is the very comprehensive way that we look at their API and what they're trying to achieve with their drug product, depending on what stage that is in, in clinical trials and, and with a, a, an eye to the end game. So, Audrey, you had mentioned, you know, um, the fact that we have this wonderful resource in Key, which is our CSOs, Professor John Collett, Professor Larry Giffen, and uh, Professor Mike Rubenstein. And they really bring a certain ethos to the company that is that is taken through with our technical heads with with Mike and Audrey, as you were talking about earlier, and some of the other guys. I think we uh, put a lot of focus on what is best for that molecule without trying to shoehorn it down a particular technology uh, that we're strong in or uh, maybe some sort of a, a platform IP that we have. We will consider various approaches to maybe increasing the bioavailability of the molecule in in, in the drug or um, creating the sort of targeted delivery that that drug product requires depending on the on, on, on what you're trying to achieve so very much taking the drug product from taking the the formulation development approach from first principles um, and and using the target product profile to produce the very best drug product um, for what the client is trying to achieve. So a very scientific approach. And and that might seem, well, surely everybody wants that, but it's my experience that not necessarily that there are some clients out there, um, it can depend on what they're trying to achieve, um, who will want to move a pipeline of, of drugs through a certain technology because they know commercially they will want to use a certain process to manufacture that drug product because because that's that fits their model or there's a particular type of IP that they want to use or that they want to move uh, their want to move through the early phases with maybe as minimum effort in formulation development uh, maybe just going with API and capsule for example if they can sort of get away with it <clears throat> and uh, sort of only if and when it looks like they absolutely have to then going to formulation development and that's an approach that is, is sort of cyclical you know you can you hang around long enough you can see um, some companies 
you know, taking that approach for a while as they try and drive down the cost of R&D and, and, and drug product development to get as many of their molecules through their pipeline as possible. But I guess if you're a company that maybe only has one or two candidates, you really want to maximize the performance, as you mentioned uh, with the preclinical side, the performance of that drug product in clinic every single t- chance that you get in clinic. And, and we will work with clients to get into clinic quickly, maybe with a very simple formulation or API and capture, API and bottle. But typically clients will do that with us if they want to uh, have us also work on a, an actual formulation in the background so that they, they can move to it very, very quickly, um, maybe with their second or, or third set of, of clinical trials. So hopefully, I, I'm, I'm very much of the opinion that, you know, we should be a good fit for the client uh, and the client should come to us if they feel like, yes, this is what uh, we're looking for. I don't think all CDMOs can be all things to, to, to all clients. Um, so hopefully that helps people understand what Key, key can bring to the, to the party for them. Well, Maura, that was a really great insight into the breadth of capabilities and expertise that's available at Key Pharma. So thank you so much for taking me through everything. And I'm really looking forward to the next podcast. Thank you for listening to KeyCast. Please share and follow for future episodes.